is up, everybody? This is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. I got JT alongside me, as always. JT, how's your week been so far? It's been good, Dylan. It's been good, Dylan. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's been going great so far. Can't complain. I was off today, so you can't complain about that. Did you go get a tan at least? I did not. No. I did not get a tan today. I... Um, Actually paid for a traffic ticket today. Oh. It's always good. Speeding ticket. It's it wasn't anything start. bad. It wasn't anything <laughs> terrible, you know, on my record or anything like nah, that. But just a speeding ticket. Just a speeding just ticket. It happens all the time. Well, someone needs to give a speeding ticket to those penguins, man, because they're killing my caps. Right killing now. the caps. <laughs> 3-1 right now in the series. Yep. They're going... They're, uh, it's like another capital failure. They're going back to Washington, <laughs> though. So that's a good thing. Game yeah. five in Washington. Something might happen. Look, Dylan, with the Capitals' history... You know, it's just not looking good. Not looking good. But we'll talk more about that later. We'll talk more about that later. So today we have a special guest with us. Uh, he is a local NHL analyst, Scott Dressler. I, th- I think analyst might be uh, a little much. <laughs> Amateur I, analyst. Amateur. I like that. Amateur I'm analyst. No, I'm no Barry Melrose. You'll get there. I hope. You, but you're it's certainly not Mike Milbury, which is a good thing. That's always That's a, a good, good thing, thing though. That's a very, very good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. That's, I actually have that on my resume. We, yeah, not, not Mike, Mike Milbury. Milbury. Yeah. Exactly. Sign me to a contract. I will not screw up your team but like Mike Mary, Milbury Mike, did. Not a Mike Milbury contract. No, not Mike exactly. Milbury. Exactly. Definitely. Well, Scott's here. He's going to be uh, hanging out with us the entire show. I was going to say, though, I mean, ESPN, they need hockey people right now, so he can get a regular job there. Right. <laughs> true. They just let go of everybody, essentially, in the NHL gone, realm. Scott Birdside's gone. I mean. They took out everybody. Yeah. I think the trick is you got to grow your hair like Barry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Yep. I, I got to get a little bit of lettuce in the back. You got to be in the Levy that. Lounge, too. Right. Being in the Levy Lounge helps a lot. That's it. So. I'll, I'll work my or way butchy. Call chalky. There you go. Something like that. Let me ask you a question, Coxie. Why'd you want to play college hockey? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? You're getting there. You're Anybody getting else? there. It's close. All right. So we'll start off with a little of college football news because college. this is one of the biggest stories that came out of this past week. Nick Saban. We were talking about him possibly going somewhere else in the near future. Teams were hopeful that he would go somewhere else, that they would sign with his t- with their team. LSU, there was a lot of talk last season when they let go of their head coach um, that he would go over to LSU, but he's staying in Alabama. He's staying with Roll Tide. Three more years on his contract. That's an eight-year contract altogether worth about $65 million, averages about $8.125 million per season, and uh, it's a $4 million signing bonus, too, on this extension. JT, what do you think about this news? Well, I just think that confirms that Nick Saban is not going to go to the NFL. And Alabama, I mean, let's face it, he wasn't going to go anywhere. He's going to stay there until he retires, and that's good for the program. Because Alabama, let's face it, they've been a a college football playoff team the last, what, four or five years? They've been consistent. And, you know, Alabama, he's, he's like a god there, so... Why would he leave? You get anything you want. You can go anywhere in the world, talk to anybody. You just say Alabama, people will come. So, Alabama, we know they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the SEC. If you build it, they will come. Of course. Now we just need Tennessee to figure out how to stop them, and we're good to go. (laughs) Well, hey, I mean, we've gotten close the past two years. Well, last year actually was a little bit more of a a route than than it should have been. But two years ago, we almost we almost solved them. We almost solved them, and we didn't. 
So hopefully one of these days we will, or somewhere, someone in the SEC should find out how to get Alabama off their rhythm because yeah. Alabama is just a crazy team during the season, and they're a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the college football playoffs too. So with this extension, do you think there's another ring in in the works for Nick Saban, and how soon do you think he'll be getting a trophy and taking it back to Tuscaloosa? Ooh, well, he's, he's been close. He, he, he could have won it this past season, but Clemson just had that extra gear to put Alabama away at the end of the game. So, and the year before, he was in the national championship game to, to win. So, Alabama, they're going to be in the playoffs, no question about it. They will be in there for the, uh, probably at least the next three years. I don't see them tail-cliffing anytime soon. And I would say in the next three years, he'll get at least one more championship, at least one more. Scott, do you think that Clemson has their numbers still after Sean Watson leaving? You know, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think that they're still going to be a very good team. Uh, you know, it's definitely replacing a player like that is always hard, um, you know, especially with with how recruitment works and things like that. They're, they're going to get their prospects in. But, you know, at the end of the day, the, the reason why Alabama is so good is because they have a guy like State, Saban steering the ship, you know. Can they compete with that? I'm not too sure. It's a stable force there. It, it really is. Even though Clemson does have a stable force in Dabo Sweeney. Dabo right. is a very good coach, but definitely trying to replace someone like Deshaun Watson is going to be tough in that organization. And we'll see if they can contend for a championship again this coming up year or in the next three years, uh, because Nick Saban will definitely be there the next three years. Moving on to the NFL, the Raiders spent $77 million on land in Las Vegas for their new stadium. 62 acres and scheduled to open in 2020 for the 2020 season. Fellas, my question to you is, how hyped is Las Vegas to get this team? It's Vegas is where everything is right now. You know, you've got the NHL got with, with their new team now. Um, NHL has been hosting their, their awards there every year. They've got the expansion draft coming up. Um, that's a, pretty penny for some land i will yeah. say you know yeah i'm pretty sure that's the same spot where leslie chow jumped out of the truck in uh oh the okay movies, okay so, it's already a famous of, spot yeah you look know, at they're, that they're, they're definitely picking the right area so that's for sure <laughs> does he get some of that money though <laughs> hey a little bit of royalties royalties, right? <laughs> royalties. <laughs> right? he better be calling up the raiders saying hey i want my money money <laughs> Well, including um, the new stadium in Las Vegas, they're talking about moving the draft to Las Vegas, speaking of everything going to Vegas. Um, the NFL draft was in Philadelphia this past year. It's not going to happen in the next few years. There's a source that says it won't happen um, next few years, but won't be long after that before the NFL draft is in Las Vegas. How big of a move do you think that is, and do you think that is a lucrative move for the league? Well, I think it will be a lucrative move for Vegas, assuming that you would have to think they're going to get a Super Bowl. That's been the trend with these new stadiums. You build a new stadium, put a lot of money in it, and a few years, you're going to get a Super Bowl. So if they get the draft, let's say five years, I have to think the Super Bowl is going to come pretty close to that following that. And that's good for Vegas. Good for Vegas because like, like your friend here said, uh, everything is going there right now, and it's it's booming right now. You know, with hockey, football, who, who's next? The NBA, baseball, who else is gonna go? Yeah, and I mean, from from all everything that I've seen, Philadelphia had an incredible draft, just fan wise. You know, not yeah. not just you know events wise, but you know the turnout was absolutely incredible. So if they're banking on that, and that's something that they want every year for 
let's face it, the NFL draft in past years, you know, it, this has been one of their best years so far. So I think going to Vegas only, you know, increases that moving forward. Yeah, very definitely. Uh, and, you know, with, with the draft in Philadelphia, you know, they built a replica of a library in front of an actual, it's a museum, I'm sorry, replica of a museum facade in front of an actual museum to make it look better on TV? I went to college in Pennsylvania. Nothing surprises <laughs> me about Pennsylvania at this point. Uh, you know, I want to know what Logan thinks about the draft being in uh, the bad draft being in Philadelphia this past this this year. I, I didn't talk to him about it, but I want to know what he thinks. Well, last I heard, he was on vacation. Oh, I don't think he'll be back till Sunday. Okay, but if I'll I ask see him, him then. We'll make sure we'll yeah. chat with him. About we'll it. ask him then. Jamal Charles is no longer a free agent. He is with the Broncos, and he remains in the AFC West. It's a one-year deal worth up to $3.75 million with incentives and everything else. Do you think that he can stay healthy in the Denver Broncos offense? Well, that's a good question, Dylan. And my thoughts are, you know, in Kansas City, he he couldn't stay healthy and he had some injuries. And the Chiefs felt at the end when they let him as a free agent, go as a free agent, you know, we have to cut our losses. He can't stay healthy, let him go. And to me, Jamal Charles, I felt he made this move because he wanted to get back to Kansas City to kind of prove himself. I can't blame him. He kind of mentioned that when he signed with the team. He's like, oh, I'm happy. I've always wanted to be a Denver Bronco. They're my favorite team, John Elway. I love John Elway. I want to play for this team. And the best part of this move is I get to play Kansas City twice a year. That's what he said. Yeah. So, hey, if he thinks he can stay healthy, good good for him. And it's a one-year deal. So the Broncos are not paying much of a penalty anyways. But do you think that he would have said that exact same sentiment if he went to another team? No, no, definitely no. You really don't think he would say that? He would say, "Oh, I wanted to work. I want to play for the Broncos." Let's say he got signed by the Raiders. Yeah, I want to play for the Raiders. I wanted to be on the Raiders team. Uh, I can't wait to play Kansas City twice a year. Do you think that that same sentiment would be said if he got drafted by the Ra- if he got picked up by the Raiders than when he did by the Broncos? I think at this point he just really need you know after all the injuries he's got to prove himself you know regardless he's going to want to get back and play and prove himself but I think the Kansas City thing is is definitely you know and and it's the Broncos yeah you know it's it's a revenge thing yeah it's a part revenge and part I need to get back to the place where I was before and for three point seven five mil it's kind of low risk for for uh, Denver right there yeah we'll see if Trevor Simeon can sure up that. that offense they have in Denver, too, because the offense was awful last season. One thing we do know, Dylan, is this. Jamal Charles will definitely get booed when he goes touches the ball in Kansas City. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Uh, definitely been an injury-ridden running back, so hopefully we'll see him play in Denver at least more than six games this season. That would be fantastic. Speaking of running backs, Leonard Fournette got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which we do not like oh I don't like because he's in the uh, AFC South um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Titans every year twice a year hopefully we don't see him that often but we're going to so you know I can't really hope for that anyway so the pick was a win now pick the GM of the Jaguars said during an interview Um, do you think that they can actually win now if they have Leonard Fournette on their roster can we get Blake Bortles on the phone? Is that <laughs> is that an option? That's that's what it comes down to. Is yeah, how, you know, Bortles was was great when grown UCF guy, you know, local boy, and he hasn't really done anything to to prove that he's that franchise quarterback that they need right now. So I think he needs to get his game together and 
you know, you can say it's a win now pick, but you know, how do you act on it? Yeah. And they picked up his fifth year option too. So he's going to be staying there for another year. So JT, do you think that's a good move by the Jaguars to keep Blake Bortles there? And do you think he can be productive with Doug Marone as the head coach? I think he'll be productive in that offense because, you know, Tom Coughlin, he's calling the shots right now. So if the, like he said, if Blake Bortles can keep himself healthy and, you know, pick up that form he had the last two games of the season last year, to me, the Jaguars, they could be a threat. I don't see them as a, as you know, winning the, the AFC South, but they'll be in the race. But you remember, the AFC South is very competitive. The Texans, we, we don't know about their quarterback situation. The Colts, you know, Dylan, we can never count the Colts out. No. And no. Our, our Titans, we're definitely improved, especially now we got some receiver help and some help on defense. So I think the AFC South is going to be really, really competitive, and we'll probably get two teams as a playoff coming out, obviously the division champion and a, a wild, wild card. card. Yeah, exactly. And who knows? If it's that competitive, we might get two or three teams out of that division. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think it's the worst division in the league anymore. Definitely I think not. that it's definitely, definitely the like one of the best year. leagues. Yeah, exactly. Definitely one of the best divisions in the league by far is the AFC South. Um, so the Jaguars have not finished better than third in the Central Division since 2010, and they scored only eight rushing touchdowns during the last season. So hopefully Leonard Fournette will be able to help them on that front. We hope they don't. JT and I hope <laughs> right. they just Leonard Fournette goes out and, you know, Tweak something. I'm not gonna say break something. Tweet, I'll say tweak something. I'll be nice about that one. We but don't do a break a leg. <laughs> break a leg, Leonard. Break a leg. <laughs> oh man. So Johnny Menzel, he's back in the news. I don't think he ever left the news. I think I was gonna just, say. I, I, I he think just kind of stayed just, there. Yeah. Just kind of lingered. You know, people love talking about Johnny Menzel, especially ESPN, NFL Network, anything like that. But anyway, Johnny Menzel is trying to get back into the NFL, trying to forge his comeback into the league he is not going to have a bachelor party for his wedding coming up and he's says he's focused on the nfl comeback do you think there are any potential landing landing spots for johnny menzel and if so do you think he stays in the league or even gets a chance to come back in the league who wants to answer this question either one uh i'll throw it both you guys I'll, I'll stick to JT. My, my hockey opinions. <laughs> JT, you're up. Well, if you think, I personally think Johnny Menzel is going to find a landing spot in the NFL. Oh. To me, the answer is no. Okay. I, I just don't see it happening. Now, there have been rumors about some type of spring league in the starting up that might be NFL related that would start like in the West Coast and... They might have some former NFL players or some free agents that can't get a job in the NFL, like play in like an eight-week league or something. But I haven't heard any news on that. So to me, Johnny Manziel, I can't see him in the NFL anytime soon. But it's always a possibility that the Canadian Football League, because they, they need attention. We, none of us Americans watch it that much. Go Rough but, Riders. <laughs> 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 yep. But if they have interest in Johnny Manziel, I could see it work out. I mean, Look, it didn't work out for Doug Flutie when he was starting off the NFL. He went to the Canadian Football League. I think he played for, what, six, eight years, something like that? He was in the Canadian Football for, for a while. And then he came back to the NFL, played with the Bills and the Chargers and some other teams. And the I think he was a place kicker for, like, the – not for the the Patriots, like, before he retired. Mm-hmm. But Johnny Menzel, if he gets head straight, keep himself out of trouble, I can see him at least getting a shot in the Canadian Football League. And if it works out, 
and he sticks with it. He can't be just one year. To me, he has to stay there for like three, four, or five years. And if he does well there, I could see an NFL team giving him a shot. But we don't know right now. Vince Young, man, he's doing that right now. He's an older player than Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel is, what, 23, something like that? 23, 24, maybe? I think 24. He's a young kid. He's young still. So he has a lot of time left, uh, a lot of tread on his tires, I guess you could say, um, to be in the NFL and to be a productive player there. Because he was an electric player in college. I loved watching him at Texas A&M. I loved him taking over... Alabama games and completely destroying those fans just by throwing up, you know, six touchdowns in a game, whatever he would used to do. He was crazy with Texas A&M. So it'd be great to see him back in the NFL because he is an explosive player. He could sell tickets for any team he's on. And I think it'd be an interesting story to see him come back into the league and try to be successful once again. So Tony Romo is trying to be the next Tiger Woods. He's He has a pretty good golf game, though. He's been playing golf for a while now. He didn't play golf when he was in the NFL because of his back injuries and such. They didn't want him to be tweaking anything, being on the golf course, and hurting himself even more. And he's scheduled to play in the 2017 U.S. Open Qualifier Monday in Alito, Texas. Do you think he has a shot at making making it? I, I mean, like you said, you know, he it's not like he's just picking up golf you know, a week ago and running in there like, Oh, Tony Romo, I'm going to come in here and I'm, I'm going to qualify. Uh, I, I think the last that I saw was, you know, if he didn't have a football career, he was going to pursue golf. So I I'd like to hope, you know, it'd be a great story to, to get him in there. Uh, my golf game personally is not great. No, so mine, I have the utmost respect for anyone who can <laughs> say that it's, you know, either their go-to game or their fallback. So yeah. listen, all the best. I, I hope that I see him in there. Yeah. JT, uh, do you think that with this move, Tony Romo is completely done with the NFL? I believe so. Especially since he's focusing more on not just his golf game, but broadcasting. So he'll certainly have more free time to focus on his golf when he's not broadcasting games and you know we I know he's played golf on his free time when he's not doing things with Dallas Cowboys so hopefully it'll work out for him I don't think he's gonna like break into like the, like the Masters or anything anytime soon but if he keeps up with you never know speaking of broadcasting though guys did you hear about Jay Cutler and the rumors that he apparently auditioned for Fox you, Jay Cutler's another quarterback that's not signed with anybody yet. He said he's not going to retire, so I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up towards the summer, but let's say he doesn't play for a bit. How do you guys think he might do in broadcasting? I, I Once you play the game, you have a little bit more of an insight into it, so I always love when you get the, the guys who have actual experience. The color commentator. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have experience there. They're comfortable. They can talk about the game. Uh, I think he'd do a great job. I would hate to see him leave the league. Um but, you know, at the same time, like we were just saying, once you once you leave that form you were once at, if he ends up not signing anywhere and he, he's kind of sitting around, you know, just working out, not really getting that exposure out there on the field, it's tough to get back. You know, and he's he's one of those older players now that, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to get back if that were the case. I think it'll be interesting to see him in a booth, though, to be a broadcaster and, and be sitting beside, like, Jim Nance or somebody like that. I mean, that would be interesting to see. I, I don't think that... I just think he's just doing that just to get teams to say, hey, come on, you're going to be back in the league. I'll sign you to a deal. I, I don't necessarily think it's something that he really wants to do. I think he's just kind of 
you know, saying that, his agent saying that, just say, oh, right. well, if you guys aren't going to pick him up, then he can go to broadcasting and just not help your team at all. But there's no team out there right now that really has a glaring need at quarterback after the draft. I don't know of any team out there that actually does need a quarterback after that. Houston addressed their quarterback issue. Um, Denver has, they have two quarterbacks that they're trying to f- uh, fight over the starting spot. Who else had a, a Chicago? Chicago. Ryan yeah. Campbell's boy, Trubisky. Yeah, exactly. So Trubisky's over there in Chicago. Um, San Francisco picked up a quarterback too, Patrick Mahomes, right? No, he no, went who, who, to who was Patrick Holmes Kansas went City. To Kansas City. And then they got, San Francisco uh, got They drafted a quarterback from Iowa. I don't I can't remember his name. Okay. Man, but I know he went to Iowa. They they got a quarterback though. So I mean right. all these teams got quarterbacks. I just don't know of a team that would actually need at least a starter, which Jay Cutler's looking for a starting role. I don't think he'd be looking for a backup role anywhere. Yeah. No, there there's no way, especially at his point in his career. You know, he wants to win and he wants to win now. So yeah. You know, to to be, hey, you know, we'll sign you, but as a backup, at that point, you're better off going into the broadcast booth and pursuing something there where, you know, you might be, you know, that color commentator or that broadcaster. Mm hmm. So, moving on to NHL news. This is the news that Scott's been looking for. Um, this just this is bit, the news just, that Scott's been looking excited. for. <laughs> um, because it's May 4th, you know, whatever. Never mind. Uh, NHL draft lottery happened a few days ago it actually happened last week but we were unable to talk about it on our show last week so scott's here to talk more about that because the new jersey devils they got the number one overall spot number one spot there are two players that are big right now right the, two, the yeah uh, who are those players so the the two that are at the top of central scouting's report right now are nolan patrick and nico heischer okay. uh, nolan patrick's a canadian uh, Nico is Swiss, believe oh. it or not. Uh, and regardless of if he goes one or two, I'm pretty sure it's the highest that a Swiss-born player will ever be picked. Wow. So, but I'll, I'll preface this. I am a Devils fan for everyone that is listening. So when it comes to this pick, I'm very excited. Yeah. And the Flyers jumped up a lot. Big they time. went from the number third. He said twelve or thirteen spot. Thirteen, thirteen yeah, spot they, to number two spot. Yep. So they when we were watching the draft lottery, you know that was the big jump. Is you know they they announced fifteen, sixteen, and then you know they get to that flyer spot at thirteen, and um, you know once they win, you know it goes to the next team. You know automatically that they have a top three pick. Yeah. So yeah. once that happened, everyone was you know kind of freaking out this is the the first year that they have that new format that mm-hmm. we talked about yep um so you're gonna have big jumpers which i think is a little bit more exciting for for those teams at number 13 to to move to number two or to number three i you must can thank the oilers for that yeah yes exactly. <laughs> i must say though that with this format they need to work on the production quality of that whole thing yeah, because it was absolutely. really it was really weird to watch i, I was hoping it, it was going to be a lot more exciting like the nfl draft right. But it was just really weird to watch. The guy is sitting on in the chairs, were about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, the general the, manager. Yeah, they were just like. <sighs> I mean, it was it was kind of weird. Yeah, it, it, what they do is they do the lottery and then they record it and then they broadcast it. Um, luckily, it was on NBC, so I'm pretty sure that's the highest an NHL draft lottery has ever been seen viewer wise. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that great marketing there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it kind of a snooze fest uh, until the end. Obviously, for for me, of course, hey, yeah. Once you heard fan. the top three teams that they were they were going to get a top three pick, it, that right. was pretty exciting. Yeah. But other than that, though, leading up to it, like the guy going down the hallway with the little cart, 
And he had like the numbers stacked up, and he was like, "Here are the teams. Here are the numbers. Here it goes." I mean, I, it was. If it was you're looking weird. for something more boring than the actual draft lottery itself, go to where they pulled the numbers uh, and the the ping pong balls because oh. it's about 15 minutes of Gary Bettman just talking and perfect. Yeah, so perfect. You can look forward to that. Yes, exactly. So just to wrap up the lottery pick, of course you mentioned the Devils had number one pick, the Flyers. Logan's favorite team. They got the number two pick. The Dallas Stars had the number three pick. Colorado has the number four pick. Vancouver Canucks have the number five pick. And, of course, the new expansion team, the Vegas Golden Knights, have the number six pick. Number six pick? Which, um, that, that's kind of worst-case scenario for them. Yeah, um, it really they, is. You know, they, they were entered with the same odds as the number three uh, worst team in the league, which was Arizona at the time. And for, for all those teams, Colorado, Vancouver, Arizona, and Vegas – worst case scenario to, yeah. to go from number three down to number six yeah. or, or Colorado, who was 18.3% chance of yeah, they had the worst record in the league. Yep. One, one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah. It was and, awful. And to jump down to number four, you know, that's, that's kind of a crusher right there. I don't think they like the format that much of the no, new draft. No, they're not. <laughs> they don't like the new lottery uh, draft setup they have for the NFL. Like I said, NHL. you can thank the Oilers for that. Yeah. <laughs> we can exactly. thank Taylor Hall for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Taylor yeah, Hall. We can. So the Predators, my Predators, are doing a great job in the postseason. They extended their streak to 7-1 and one in the postseason, and they have an undefeated streak going on, and it's com- it's going back from the Anaheim game, Game 7 against Anaheim, we've been undefeated at home in the postseason since that game. So, I'm sorry, it was Game 6. Never mind. Right. Game 6 of the Anaheim series last season. So, do you think the Predators have what it takes to get to the Stanley Cup Finals this year? I would love it. I, I want the Predators to go all the way. Thank um, you. <laughs> and not, not just saying that because you are a Predators fan, but they, you know... Uh, as we said, I'm a Devils fan. Back in 2012, they got hot at the right time. They ran into the Kings. You know, didn't work out. Still kind of upset about it. Yeah. But Nashville's hot right now. You know, they, they've got four lines that play very physical, and they know how to put pucks in the net. I mean, the shot by James Neal the other night was absolutely incredible. Just wheeled it around and just fired it. Yeah. You know, their their defense is probably, you know, arguably the best in the league, you know, with Subban and Yossi back there. I'm a big Yossi fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's Yossi just, and Ellis together are he's just a, phenomenal. Uh, and Ellis, yeah. you know, with, uh, I'm pretty sure the most points by a defenseman in Predators history more than Weber. Yeah. You know, when yeah. he was there too. So, great team, and I, I hope they go all the way. And it would be, you know, Nashville as the Stanley Cup final city would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would be buying a ticket to one of those games. I, I don't. You, I don't care I how much it is. I, don't, I really don't care how much it is. I mean, as long as I can afford it, I'm going. I, yeah, I'm going. I wouldn't blame you. There, there's no reason for me not to go. Because I don't know the next time we'll actually be able to go to the playoffs and go to the Stanley Cup final. If we do, crossing my fingers, I'm knocking on wood because hopefully we get there. If we don't, right. it's going to be upsetting. But we'll get to round three hopefully because hopefully we'll seal the deal tomorrow night in St. Louis. And that will be the farthest we've gone in Predators history, in franchise history. So that would be fantastic. Also, another little nugget for you. This will be the second time an eighth seed has gone to the Stanley Cup Finals and won the Stanley Cup, if they do, all the way, go all the way. And the last time that happened was in 2012 for the Los Angeles Kings, who defeated your Devils. Yeah, I'm still in the final series. Why do you have to bring that up, Dylan? <sighs> and they also finished 16-4 and four in the playoffs. That's the best finish in postseason history in NHL, and the Predators are seven and one right now. So they're hot. They're hot. Right I'm telling team, you. Right time. 
the depth I'm telling that's that's what's helping us a lot is yep. the depth we haven't had the depth in in a long time ever ever yeah. ever yeah ever in our in our franchise history we've never had a depth the depth like this and like you said all four lines are chugging yep getting goals that's getting pucks to the net that's all I got to do so the Rangers look to tie this series tonight against the Ottawa Senators will they tie the series tonight JT I think the Rangers will tie the series tonight, but it's going to be a little more of a challenge. The Rangers in Game 3, they had to respond after going down 2-0 in Ottawa to respond, and they had a good night. Lundqvist, he had 26 saves, so he did very well. The goals, they, they had four different players score their goals in Game 3 the other night. Rick Nash, Matt Zuccarello, Michael Grabner, and Oscar Lindbergh. All four of them, different guys, scoring goals. So the Rangers... They set up the game, but in game four, remember Ottawa, Ryan, Bobby Ryan, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan, there you go. He is returning to the night after getting banged up in the game three. So he's going to, I think the centers will play a little, a lot better in game four tonight, but the Rangers will tie the series and we'll go back to Ottawa for game five. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I am not a Rangers fan, uh, mm. being a Devils fan. Of course. Yeah, true. Um, you know, there's... There's a lot of hatred there. Animosity. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think the Rangers just have ways of pulling games out. Uh, they really do. Um, I do think that if Ottawa wins tonight, that Ottawa takes the series. Uh, just because Madison Square Garden is such a tough building to play in. Um, but, you know, if the Rangers can shut down, you know, Bobby Ryan and uh, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, uh, who put up those four goals the other day, um, I think that's their big thing. And, and Rick Nash getting you know that goal the other night that's a big boost in his confidence and if he's you know firing on all cylinders then he, he's a, a scary guy to play against so you know if they can do that i think the rangers win yeah ottawa's looking great though i, I they've looked fantastic this postseason yeah. and they were kind of like a surprise team too i mean they they just kind of came out of nowhere this season because there were no canadian teams who went to the postseason last year and all of a sudden we have three teams that are going to the postseason in edmonton ottawa and five Five. five, yeah. Because we had, five. We had right. Montreal, we had Ottawa, um, Toronto, 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 Calgary, Calgary, Edmonton, and Edmonton. They said, "Well, Van- you know Vancouver what? Vancouver missed the party." Well, I don't like Vancouver they either. Win. They knocked us out a few <laughs> years ago, so I don't like Vancouver. But yeah, I mean, five teams out of the Canadian Canadian realm decided to join the party this year with the yep. playoffs, and it's crazy to see the turnaround they've had in Canada that the uproar of the fans last year when they didn't make it to the play nobody made it to the playoffs it was anarchy yeah Yeah. yeah, it was awful it was awful so we'll see if the rangers are able to tie it up tonight against ottawa and the penguins jt what happened last (laughs) night man crosby was crosby was out down and out he wasn't he was nowhere to be found crosby was in the dark room and the capitals just could not do it last night well, don't worry, Dylan. My boy, Alex Ovechkin, he didn't show up either. True. So, the two best players <laughs> in the game were not anywhere to be found in Game 4 last night. So, just to give you a recap of what happened. So, the Penguins, they got two goals on us early, which I was not expecting. And the Capitals, look, they were aggressive in this game. They outshot Pittsburgh all over the place, like 40 to 20-something. But Pittsburgh, you got to give them credit. They were blocking shots, they were quick to the puck, and Washington, we just couldn't slow them down. We couldn't slow them down. For Pittsburgh, Hornquist got the first goal, breakaway. Nothing Holpe could do about it. 
and then Gensel. Well, technically, that was an own goal. Yeah, yes. on, uh, on yeah. Orloff. Yeah. On yeah. Orloff. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, whatever is going wrong is going wrong tonight. Yep. Now, the Capitals, we responded in the second period. We got two goals in like two minutes with the goal from Kuznetsov uh, yep. and Schultz. They both got the goals to get us back in the game. And then all of a sudden, the Penguins, they got a, another goal to uh, give them the lead. Schultz got the last goal. I'm sorry. That was Schmidt and Kuznetsov for Washington. Schultz got the other goal for Pittsburgh to give them the 3-2 lead. And Washington, the third period, we just couldn't convert. We we were had all over the place, and we couldn't convert to get the pucks in net. We're down three. Ovechkin, he, he took the blame last night. He said... Hey, I didn't show up. I didn't do my job. We lost. You put the blame on me, but I'm like Ovechkin. This is nothing new. You've been doing this for like a decade. Yeah, he should be showing up every night. And you know the the Capitals. Ovechkin. He only had two shots in the entire game. Mm. Two shots. You can't do that. Like, come on, man. You can't do that. When you have an area of the ice that is referred to as the Ovechkin zone, you you should be taking more shots on the net. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, I should have known this was going to happen. On the local news last night, before the game, there was a chance of flurries. Ah, I'm (laughs) Marc-Andre It was more of a blizzard last night because he was was on it last night. And he's probably going to end up being the the Golden Knights goalie at the end of this expansion draft, too, because Pittsburgh's going to be taking Matt Murray over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fleury, he had 36 saves last night, and he's just been unbelievable. He, he stopped everything, and that's the other reason why Washington's been struggling. So me and Dave Rinkins, we've had our little chit-chat about, of course, what happened in Game 3 with the Crosby hit, and... You know. Well, I don't have to worry about him in the last couple of games, but other than game one. But I heard his his name a lot last night, though. Yes, he was very effective. He was all over the ice last night. He was very effective to the Penguins last night, but as I mentioned, we're we're down 3-1, and the, the Capitals, I believe they will respond. We will win game five to at least extend the series, but I can't see us winning game six. Washington, before we beat, we, we got away with game three. I'm not going to lie. We we got away, away with game three. We should have lost that game. We got away with it, we, and we snapped our six-game losing streak in Pittsburgh. But, look, Hopi, unless he has a game of life and gets three straight shutouts, because that's what it's going to take for the Capitals to get back in the series. So, look, believe me as a Cap fan, at least we're not up 3-1 and then choking the series. Yeah. There you that's go. That's what we've always done. That'd be a lot worse. So, this is Mount Everest. Ovechkin, hope you guys step it up because if they don't, we're done. We are done, and the Penguins are probably going to the Cup Finals. So Ovechkin's shot on goal for the next game over under five. I'm gonna go over. Oh, I, definitely over. O- Ovi definitely always over. steps. If Ovi, if, if Ovi is owning up to mistakes that he thinks he's made, I can guarantee the next game he, he has at least a goal. Will there be? Will yeah. there be a game six? Yes, definitely, yes, definitely game, six. game six. Okay. Will there be a game seven? No. 99.9% no. No. Unless, like I said, unless Hopi gets a shutout and the refs screw it up, that's the only shot we have of getting out of game six alive. But even if we win game six, I can't see us winning game seven at home because the Caps, our record in game seven at home, especially against Pittsburgh, not good. Not good. Or if the refs 
play and they they ref this game as if they're refing a Nashville Predators game. They'll call all the penalties on Pittsburgh yes. and then Washington will be on power play the entire game. That's right. that's that's how they're going to do it. It's the yellow jerseys. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It's the yellow jerseys, I'm telling you. Definitely it's awful. The Ducks tied the series against um the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers yeah. Yes, which is a huge thing because they were 0-2 heading into Anaheim after playing the first uh, heading into Edmonton right. in game three, and they won two games in Edmonton. It's kind of like a flashback to last year's series against the Predators when the Predators won in Anaheim two times. They won in Nashville two times. Come to find out in game seven, we did beat the Anaheim Ducks. We had to put them away, but do you think Anaheim Ducks will put it away this year in advance to the third round of the uh, playoffs? Uh, I think so. Um, personally, my, my original, I, I think either... The conference final comes down to Nashville and, and Anaheim, in my mind. Um, you know, Anaheim is a real they're, – they're a heavy-playing team. Uh, in those first two games against Edmonton, who's, you know, you've got McDavid, you've got Dreisaitl, you've got Kajula. Lucic. Yeah, Lucic. You know, all these guys who are super fast, super young. So it was an adjustment for those two games. But now that Anaheim is, is kind of rolling here, I think that they, they pull it out for sure and move on to the next round. JT, your thoughts? No, I agree. Edmonton was kind of my dark horse pick, but I didn't think they were going to go all the way. And they had a good start in this game. Lucic got the first goal. Connor McDavid got a goal. They were up 2-0 in this game. And then the Ducks came back. Ryan Getzloff, he had four points in this game. He got two goals and assists. He was all over the place. And Richard Reichardt, Rackle for the Ducks, he got the other goal to tie the game, 3-3. And then in the... Overtime, like I think it was like what less than a minute, forty-five seconds. 45 yeah, seconds. forty-five seconds. Jacob Silverberg for the Anaheim Ducks gets the goal to get them the, the goal to tie the series. Now we're going back to Anaheim, and I agree. It's, it looks like it's going to be a Preds Ducks Western Conference Final, which should be a good one. If the Ducks are able to get to the next round, who will be the MVP for the next two or three games? Getzlaff. Getzloff sure. or P.K. Subban? <laughs> oh, I mean, like, for the Ducks. So, oh, for, the for Ducks? them to win this series against Edmonton, so it's going to be Getzloff. No, it's, it's clearly Getzloff. Yeah, okay. Getzloff. Getzloff. All right, sounds good. Now, heading over to the NBA, the Spurs lost Tony Parker, yes, which that's that's huge for the San Antonio Spurs, although they still have Kawhi Leonard, which I think that would be a lot worse, but... What do you think about this, JT? Your Spurs, man, losing Tony Parker to a season-ending knee injury. Well, he'll have surgery in the next few days. Well, technically, it's a ruptured left quadricep tendon. But the knee, yes. Mm. <laughs> but Sounds awful. Yes, yeah. but I did watch the Spurs game last night. And the Spurs, like I said, the good news was we, we bounced back. After getting blown out by 27 points in game one, we returned the favor to the Rockets and beat them by 25 last night. But, of course, the big story was Tony Parker going down. And, and Tony Parker, you know, he's getting older. He's been in the league for, I want to say, 16 years, I believe. 16 years. So he's been in the league for a long time. And he's gotten a lot of rest. Popovich has been resting a lot because, you know, he's getting old. He's 34. And before that injury happened, he was doing well. He had 18 points in that game. And I think this dramatically affects the Spurs because he's our playmaker. The only other guy we have behind him is Patty Mills. Now, I think Patty Mills can carry the load, but to me, it's going to be all on Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has to 
carry more of the load down. And the Rockets, they are not an easy team. Beverly, Nene, James Harden. This just goes on and on with those threes. They, they In game one, they shot 22 three-pointers. And we're going to Houston now. So the, the venues change. The Spurs are in trouble. I still believe that the Spurs will find a way to get out of the series. But if we're playing Golden State, forget about it. We're done. So before Tony Parker got injured, what were the chances the Spurs were going to make the finals? The chances were really good. A if you put of, a percentage on it, what would you think? If I had to put a, a percentage to Spurs, I would give it at least an 80% chance. Now that Tony Parker is out of this series, what do you think the chances are now? Oh, our chances drop well, well below. We're like at probably 20%. I was going to say, I'm below yeah. 30 on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty low. Pretty low. Um, do you think that Tony Parker will come back next season after having this injury? No, I certainly believe so. Even though he's 34, 34 excuse me. He is a great playmaker, guard. He still can play. I don't think he's going to play for anybody else. I, I like Manu Ginobili. I believe this is Manu Ginobili's last year. I believe he will retire at the end of the season, no matter when our season ends. Tony Parker, believe he will still play. But like Tim Duncan, like Manu Ginobili, they're, they're all going to retire at Spurs, and they're going to go into the Hall of Fame. Okay, perfect. LeBron James takes on a local brewery in Cleveland. The Great Lakes Brewing Company in Cleveland, uh, famous for the Quitness Ale in 2010 during the whole decision (laughs) from Miami to Cleveland. Um, They have this beer called the Dormander Gold Ale, and a girl in the stands had it in her hands. They shoot on the floor. LeBron James runs up to her. The picture's all over the internet. He grabs the beer from her. Looks at it, sniffs it, gives it back to the girl without taking a swig, and says, if it was red wine, I would have taken a drink, but since it was beer, I'm not going to. Well, come to find out, the company thought that that was a great time to advertise. So they got a picture of LeBron James and put it on an ad that they had for that beer, because they were doing a promotion on that beer, a dollar off the beer for a pint or something like that, and then two dollars off a growler. So LeBron James didn't really take uh, too kind to that, simply because he knew about the Quitness Ale in 2010. And um, so apparently his legal team is going after the brewing company now because of this whole thing. They deleted tweets that they had about the the deals they had at that brewery. But what do you think about this? Why do you think LeBron James wants to uh, cause this bad blood with this local brewery? He's a red wine guy. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it comes down to it's a, it's yeah. it's not a he said she said it's he's a red wine guy yeah no i i think it's i think it has more to do with the fact that you know like you said you know tweeting out the likeness um i get from a legal standpoint that that's you know it's it's going to be frowned upon in those things and i think it's more of that um but yeah i definitely think there's still some bad blood there uh after you know having a, a quitness ale that that came out so i i can see why he'd be upset over it yeah jt any thoughts no i definitely agree you know lebron has every right to be upset in the situation i mean and this is why we with business you gotta especially this day and age like you have to ask for like players or the reps to get permission to use either the likeness or use it for advertising marketing anything like that that's that's so important and you know, LeBron James has every right to be upset. We'll see how this plays out. But besides this topic, I think you know LeBron James, he's, he's doing okay now against the Raptors. Yeah. He's doing well. He got 39 points the other night. And 
They're up 2-0, so Dylan, looks like you're right. It looks like they're going to sweep the Raptors. They're going to sweep the Raptors. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. They're going to they're sweep the Raptors. And speaking of the Cavaliers, they asked Kevin Garnett to join the team back in March. Tyron Liu, the head coach of the Cavaliers, actually called him and confirmed this and said that, hey, Kevin, you want to come over here and uh, help us in Cleveland after the whole Bogut injury happened. They wanted to have a big man, a big center come in, and they thought Kevin Garnett was the guy because Tyron Liu actually was an assistant coach for the Boston Celtics back in the day, and when Kevin Garnett was there, he was there. So would that have made a difference if Kevin Garnett had joined the Cavaliers this season? I wouldn't think so, only because I, I don't know if Kevin Garnett could stay healthy. He, he kind of struggled towards the end of his career with with Brooklyn, and, and then he, he went to Minnesota his last year to finish up the T-Wolves. I mean, maybe he might be able to help him out for a game or two, but I just don't think it would be a solution long-term, especially because the Cavaliers, at that time, they were just focused on resting players, getting ready for the playoffs. I don't think he would help much going down the stretch. Yeah, Other than being on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that that is more of a, you know, hey, we need you every now and then. You know, it, it's not, you know, as JT said, that's not a long-term solution. He's a situational player. Exactly. He would have been a situational player with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Tyron Lue said, okay, great. If you don't want to play this year, then we'll call you back next year. So we'll see if there might be something happening in Cleveland next season. Speaking of Boston Celtics, Isaiah Thomas just wants his two front teeth for Christmas. That's all he wants. He lost his tooth in game one. Uh, I don't even know how it happened. I just heard that he lost his tooth. And so he had oral surgery today or yesterday. So he will be in a little bit of pain for the next game, but they said he's going to be okay in the game. So do you think that will hinder his game at all, JT? No. I, th- I believe in game two he had like over 30 points, to, and, and the Celtics just took it to the Wizards. So they're up 2-0 right now in the series. They played tonight. And the Celtics, if they win to go up 3-0, they will be the first NBA team to start off the... Remember, they were down 0-2 to the Bulls. Or as Miriam tells me, Los Bulls. Los Bulls. But but, uh, they were down 0-2, and they came back to win that series. And now they're up 2-0. So if they win tonight, they'll be the first NBA team to win seven straight games after being down 0-2 in a series. And... The Wizards, I believe they'll bounce back tonight, but they're done. I I can't see them hanging in with the... John Wall really struggled in Game 2 the other night. He really struggled. So, unless he can figure something out, Boston's got that series wrapped up, and it's looked like it's going to be Cleveland-Boston in the next round. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see Boston go. You know, I mean, I I know it's, it's very... Very, very small chance of that happening, but yeah. I mean, it's nice to always see someone a little bit different in there. Especially knowing that they're a rebuilding team, especially right. a few years ago. No, Look Stevens, how bad they were a few years ago. Yeah, he has. he has. He's done a great job building that team, and it's their championship contenders now. So yeah. if they're not going all the way this year, then they have a good chance next year to rival Cleveland going into the finals there. Um, Lonzo Ball is... Oh, Dylan, I just want to give you just a quick update. Yes, sir. The, right now, the Rangers are up one nothing on the Ottawa Senators. They just ended the first period, and the Wizards are up eighteen to twelve on the Celtics as of right now. Okay, perfect. Go on ahead. Awesome. Uh, so Lonzo Ball is possibly going to the Lakers next season if the Lakers keep one of the top three picks in the draft because they have a lottery draft too in an NBA. Um, but for them to have their first round pick because the Sixers own the Lakers' first round pick this year unless it's in the top three. 
So if it's in the top three, Magic Johnson already told um, uh, Luke Walton, said, hey, look, we're not trading that number three pick away. You will have a top three pick um, in the draft if we have one of those. So they might have Lonzo Ball. So he's very high up there on the on the, on the the uh, draft board right now. Do you think Lonzo Ball would be a good fit in, in Los Angeles? Well, Dylan, my first question is, is he only going there because he's trying to do that Kasue contract situation that shoe deal? with Big Baller? Yeah. Baseballer. <laughs> yeah, they already have that shoe deal. Was he has he, yeah. something like that. Yeah, the the starting shoe, the shoe they have is four hundred ninety five dollars. Wow, four hundred ninety five dollars. They don't my, even look that out good. Of, out of That's my like price more range. Jordans. They don't even look that good. I, I saw them. They don't look good at all. But anyway, continue. That's like my rent. Spend <laughs> 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 my rent on shoes, yeah. basketball shoes. No, but look, the the Lakers. It's very possible they could they could take him with that pick. I, I don't know if he's going to be like a, a good fit because, you know, the Lakers, they're going through a, a transition right now. They really had a bad season. Of course, we all know the the, ownership, the front office, everything's going crazy. Jeannie Buss, Magic Johnson, I guess, are calling the shots now, getting rid of her brother. And what's next? Are, are you going to bring Phil Jackson from New York? Let's have that team going again. So who knows what the Lakers are going to do. But like I said, it's very good chance I think they will take him. But as far as the long term, is he going to be a star in the future? Who knows? All right. Well, we'll see if Lonzo ends up in Los Angeles or not. And they go back to the old ways of the flashy, you know, flashy Los Angeles Lakers over there and completely take out the Clippers altogether because they're just eliminate them. Awful. Um, (laughs) Paul George went to Disneyland this past weekend and he was getting recruited by fans. There were Snapchat videos and videos that were posted online of fans in Disneyland seeing him there and yelling to him, hey, come to the Lakers. Come to the Lakers this season. So do you think that will have any effect on who he chooses to go to this offseason? Whoa, Dylan, Dylan. Okay, hold hold up, hold up. Okay, if he's at Disneyland, where's our boss? Where's Mickey Mouse at, man? <laughs> you need to recruit this guy to come to the Orlando Magic. Come on. Yeah, come he, on, really somebody. he really Get should. He really should. Get him to come to the Orlando Magic. <laughs> but no, it, it all realistically, though, it, who knows? The, the Clippers? I mean, Paul, uh, Chris Paul might be let go, so that's one option. Of course, we already talked about the Lakers, so that's definitely another option. The Kings? That's Sacramento. Don't know, but that's another option. Phoenix? Basically, the the Western Conference is where I assume he's looking at. So, it's certainly a a possibility. But I think Paul George, he's going to kind of do like, you know, what a lot of these NBA players do. Teams like Miami or Orlando, New York, L.A., or whoever, they're going to recruit him. They're going to wine and dine him, take him out to dinner, take his kids, family out. If he's got kids and family, all that kind of stuff. Give him cupcakes. Yeah, give him cupcakes. (laughs) Everything. You know, and and whoever offers him the most money is going to be that team that he's going to go to. I can pretty assure that. I I think this is just more of a elaborate plan by Disney. As we all know, there's a lot of pull there. Oh, yeah. Uh, So this is probably like, oh, we'll bring him to Disneyland and then, you know, just a bunch of little child actors out there, you know. (laughs) Come on. Hey, come on. Come ride this ride with me. Um, there's a picture of him on the Matterhorn too, which is absolutely hysterical. When you look it up, his <laughs> knees are like popping up, like they're up to his nose in I, that little yeah. Matterhorn little rocket oh, thing. He's, the Matterhorn? Man, he's tiny in that thing. At Disneyland, that ride kind of broke down, so I had to wait like like three hours. They gave oh. me a fast pass. Well, that's good. To get back when it was working, but the Matterhorn haven't had much luck on that ride. It's a good ride though. No, I like it. It's a good it was ride. A great ride. 
great uh, visuals of the Yeti and everything, all that kind of stuff. It's great. I love it. It's great. Anyway, um, with that deal, uh, Scott, I'll ask this to you. He could get a max deal with the Pacers, or he could go to his hometown, which is Los Angeles, and play for them. Do you think he goes for the money, or do you think he goes for playing for his hometown? I think at this point he goes hometown. Um, I, I think, you know, at, at least I would like to hope. Um, you know, obviously money talks. Uh, you know, that that's the big thing there. Uh, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the good, the feel good story. I'm going to say that he goes with hometown just because, you know, at this point that, that's where, you know, you want to end up and, you know, long-term that could be where you finish your career too. Yeah. No, I agree with Scott Dylan. Uh, he's going to probably go with the most money. And if the team in LA offers him, what is the Clippers or the Lakers offer him that money, I believe he will stay close to home and that's where he's going to be. And, you know, someone's got to challenge the Warriors. They're not getting much of a challenge from the Utah Jazz right now. The Warriors put in pretty hard in Game 1. Game 2 is tonight at 10.30. And the Utah Jazz's best player, Gordon Hayward, he only got 12 points. 12 points! He played a whole four quarters, and he only got 12 points. So someone's got to give him a run for the money. Yeah, definitely. So, JT, now it's soccer news. What uh, quick hits can you give us on soccer? Yeah, so for our football recap of the week, I'm seeing Football. 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 Football recap of the week. There you I'm go. just going to break down on the latest soccer news so far in the week. So, obviously, I'm going to start off with the UEFA Champions League, the first leg that was this past Tuesday and Wednesday. Of course, the big team, Real Madrid, who we talked about a few weeks ago with El Clasico, they beat their rivals, Atletico Madrid, in the Madrid Derby. 3-0 to take a 3-0 lead in that first leg. They will play the second leg next week on May the 10th. Juventus, they beat AS Monaco 2-0 in Monaco. They will play that series second leg on May the 9th. And then in the Europa League, which was yesterday and today, Ajax beat Olympic Lyon 4-0 and Manchester United with Marcus Rashford getting the goal. <clears throat> they beat Celta Vigo on the road 1-0. They will play those series next week. Now, some Orlando City news. Orlando City, they played last night. While well, I was busy watching my Capitals getting blown out and my Spurs. <laughs> Priorities. And my Spurs, you know, they were doing so well. And then Tony Parker gets hurt, so it was kind of deflate. But it was all L's for the most part except Spurs winning. But Orlando City, they lost last night to Toronto FC 2-1. to one. Uh, Giovinco, he scored both goals for Toronto to get them on a three-game winning streak. For Orlando City, the goal was, well, Dylan, you guessed it, your boy, Kaka. He got a goal, so he's at least off to a good start since he returned from his injury. And then some soccer news that broke yesterday, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, just down the road from us, they announced, they're in the USL, and they announced that they passed a referendum for the city of St. Petersburg to renovate their stadium. So they are going to pass that to renovate their waterfront stadium to help them advance their MLS bid. And as you know, Dylan, everybody is trying to compete to get in the last-minute few spots for MLS. Tampa Bay, they've done enough. I think they'll get one of the spots, and we'll see what happens. Nashville's busy. trying. They got John Ingram taking the majority stick in Nashville SC, so Nashville's trying to get in, and Phoenix, and who knows? It's going to be pretty busy for there. Now, to conclude this soccer recap, just going to make some quick points on a couple games to keep your eye out for this weekend. The Seattle Sounders will be taking on the Toronto FC that will be a rematch of last year's MLS Cup Final. So definitely check that out. In the North American Soccer League, you got the New York Cosmos. Yes, people, they still exist. They'll be up the road here <laughs> in Jacksonville, taking on the Jacksonville Armada. 
So definitely go check them out. And then, of course, the big soccer story this week is the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. That is basically the FA Cup in England. That's where all the amateurs, pro clubs, will play in a knockout-style tournament. So that starts up this weekend. Big game to watch out. San Diego Zest as they take on the L.A. Wolves. That's a big game. Only because Eric Winaldo, you probably heard of him. He does broadcasting for Fox Soccer, for oh, Fox okay, Sports yeah. on FS1. He coaches the L.A. Wolves. Oh, so okay. He's been doing that and doing broadcasting at the same time. So there you go, Tony Romo or Jay Cutler. You can do coaching and do broadcasting at the same time. There you go. But he's doing that this weekend, and I wish him good luck. We'll see how far his team is going to go in the tournament. But as that... That concludes your football recap of the week. So one big news story coming out of the MLB. Nothing really happened in the MLB. I don't really cover that. But the Mets lost to the Washington Nationals 23-5 to the other day. Yeah, that happened last week. 23-5. to yeah. Led by their third baseman, Anthony Rendon. And he Ryan had, Campbell was not happy. He was not happy. He <laughs> no. had 10 RBIs, 3 home runs, and 6 hits. He was 6-for-6. Six six and broke a club record for RBIs in that game. So that's the one notable piece of news coming out of the MLB this week. So now it is on to our final takes. Uh, final thoughts for today, JT. Well, I'm going to conclude my final thoughts with, with the unfortunate situation that happened in Boston. I'm sure you guys heard about it by now, the situation with Adam Jones. He was on the outfield, and apparently he was getting heckled by, we don't know if they were drunk fans or they were just racist or whatever, but they said some, they, they basically called me the N-word and they also threw a bag of peanuts and some other stuff and saying all kinds of mean things, and that's really unfortunate. I'm not from Boston, but I've had relatives that are from the Boston area, and I know Boston now was, in the 1960s that was like part of the dark history and all that, and Boston has really made every multicultural city trying to change that, and I don't want people to think that Boston, just because a few fans ruined his experience, that people think, oh, Boston, they're like that, because they're not. And Adam Jones, I give him credit for, you know, speaking his mind and telling people, this is a serious problem, and people need to do it. And I can mend baseball. Rob Bedford, the commissioner, he, he, the Red Sox, they all stepped up and said, hey, we're sorry this happened. We don't tolerate this. This is not going to happen again. And I know a lot of people were thinking, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to make it like how it is in soccer, where fans say racist stuff? They, they, they... You play in an empty stadium when that stuff happens. I don't think that's going to work in baseball just because of the revenue. The owners make too much money. They can't lose that kind of money. But the they just announced today that the people who or whoever was saying those things to Adam Jones, they got banned for life. So oh, that's they good. will yep. not be allowed to go to any baseball that's game. Good. Not just Fenway Park. Any baseball game. Good. So definitely give those guys uh, credit for doing that. And for Adam Jones, let's just hope nothing like that happens again. Exactly. Yep. There you go. Or Absolutely. any other African American player that's playing baseball. Uh, any at all. You know. Yeah. Any player in, in any any sport definitely. Oh, of course, at all. Definitely. Um, my final thoughts tonight are going to go out to the National Predators once again. Please. How did we, how did we know? Hockey gods, <laughs> let them win tomorrow night against St. Louis, so we can advance to the round to the third round, and go to the Western Conference Final. That would be absolutely phenomenal for our franchise, and I think that it's. T- it's time for us to be in the West Conference Final. I think tomorrow night we will seal the deal against St. Louis. Scott, any uh, final thoughts for you? Uh, I'm curious to see how this Crosby situation plays out with the with the injury. Um, you know, he's got an, a history in the past. You know, with concussions and moving forward. Now, I saw he's skating today. Okay. But, you know, they 
they say he's day to day, but with concussions, you can have a good day and you can have a bad day. Mm-hmm. So I hope for the Penguins' sake that they can play without him. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm pulling for your Predators. So you <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. I hope everybody else is out there listening to this podcast. This is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, OOB Podcast, and follow us on our Facebook page, too. We have Out of Bounds Podcast um, on Facebook. Also, we are now on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're everywhere. So you have no excuse to not listen to the show. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about this. Share it on your Facebook page. Like it and subscribe on iTunes and or share you it with just your, take your friend's phone and manly make them subscribe. To the JT app. did a lot of that this week. <laughs> Thank you, JT. It's a, it's a grassroots effort here trying to get some more produ- for some more um, listeners for this podcast. And JT, you're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm Thank so you proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Proud Papa Bear. <laughs> so proud so make sure to listen to us uh, you can follow me on facebook and also on twitter at dylan underscore james jt what are your handles you can follow me at twitter at jt saka 88 that's jts o-c-k-a 88 you can also reach out to me on facebook my blog jt the sports guy.com or of course you can send me an email at jt at out of bounds.com out of bounds podcast there you go and dylan at out of bounds podcast.com is my email you can sure as heck email me and give us some feedback on the show give us some suggestions comments concerns if you have any i don't really know if you'd have any of those scott do you want to share your twitter or something uh i have twitter and instagram uh (laughs) but i i won't uh I won't expect you to think that I'm funny on Twitter or Very Instagram, good. so I will uh, leave it at that. Very good. Sounds good. Words, he will not disclose. <laughs> <laughs> That's a private uh, yeah, question. Th- th- those are private questions yeah. there. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast, guys, and we will see you next week.